Hi, this is Paula. And I'm Joseph, and you're listening to Life Lived Better. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life Lived Better. Glad you are here. Yes, yay. To our fan. (laughs) Glad you're there. Welcome back to our fan. (laughs) (laughs) To our listener. (laughs) Well, how's life going for you? Oh, things are going well. Just um, finally, finally, almost done with the house stuff. I know it's been, people are probably sick of hearing about it, but um, we have pretty much everything done. My furniture is scheduled to come back on Thursday and the painting should be all wrapped up today. Flooring is done oh. and there's a couple little odds and ends that have to be done, but for the most part, it is done so. I bet you're going to be so excited happy. about. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. I know just the, like you, you, I don't usually think about it, but how much on just a daily basis stress that is kind of just underlying your whole life when everything's mm-hmm. kind of in disarray. Yeah. And it just like when they moved all of our furniture out, that just added a whole nother degree of difficulty because they didn't just move the furniture. They emptied our kitchen cabinet. So we literally have no dishes or cooking utensils. So we've been having to eat out and oh, yeah. I was thinking today, that's, that's probably, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. And I added it up today and I was shocked at how much money we've spent just in a week of, or a week and a half of, you know, eating out and luckily they'll reimburse us. So that's, that's good but yeah it's money is just going 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 Mm -hmm. going going (laughs) yeah that definitely adds up man and I I just don't feel like I'm settled when you know I'm doing just some rearranging of my office and Mm -hmm. stuff here at home and I've got piles of stuff and I just I feel so unsettled it's just like a little stressor in my like in the back of my mind that just like yeah. I'm ready for it to be fixed. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine a whole room home renovation. Yeah. And it's been, it was two months yesterday. So mm. it's been, it's been dragging out a bit. So that's a lot yeah. of time. That is a lot of time. How's everything in your world? Things are good. I'm going, I'm getting ready. This is a um, spring break week for us at, at, um, at the university. So I'm getting ready to go on a little girl's trip at the end of the week with some, my sister's nieces. Uh, we're going to go to uh, some place in Arkansas where they di- dig for diamonds. Oh yeah. I've been there. Oh, have you? How mm-hmm. is it? Would you recommend the actual digging? I said I'd stay at the Airbnb that we're hanging out at and I'd cook them dinner. I'm not into digging in the dirt unless it's in my garden. <laughs> right. I was a little over it. I mean, you're panning, you know, they give you these little pans where you scoop your dirt in there and add your water and kind of like filter the Make dirt. For, right. <laughs> you're these filtering stations that you kind of filter your stuff and if I had had a diamond in my bucket, I wouldn't have known it because they don't look like, you know, polished diamonds. They look like rocks that uh-huh. there you go. <laughs> have That's... to be cut and polished. I'd heard, I hadn't heard nothing about it. I just, my niece has been hearing about it and she reads all the articles where people find these big diamonds. And mm-hmm. so that's exciting. I'm like, well, yeah, maybe I'll bring a lawn chair so I can get some sun, but yeah, well, you'll get tons of sun because it's just open fields of dirt that they turn over. 
and it kind of looks like a, a garden. You know how you have your little mounds, your rows, mounds of dirt. It, it's just row after row after row of that. Um, it was it was interesting. It was fun. It's a nice little getaway. Um, the park that you stay in or that we stayed in was really cute, pretty. So I'm trying to think of the name of the place. Yeah, they um, said it was like a national park, like mm -hmm. really pretty. Yeah, like Arkansas or Texarkana or something kind of in that that area. Do you know that I don't right even the know? Border. They told me when we went, when we did our last get together and did the detective search thing, the mm -hmm. true crime thing that we solved that I didn't just listened. Um, they just said, you're going, so we'll be there to pick you up on yeah. this date at this time have your bags packed I don't know where we're going <laughs> I know there's a house that we're going to be staying in and I know I have a grocery list of things I'm supposed to bring yeah but other than that I know nothing about it I was just huh. like okay I'll go because it's fun to get together with them you know yeah so, yeah that sounds okay to me I'll, I'll do it I'll be glad to get away I'm been so busy and I'm just so over you know work is always busy and there's so much to do that it's just nice to get away and to get with especially with them they're just so much fun they're so they're, they they have silly fun mm -hmm. so I, I'll enjoy it and I'll laugh the whole time and I'll come back glad I did it yeah sounds like a good time it does it does I've been uh, real busy um, getting my online thrift store together too so I have to give a shout out to that yeah. Everybody, everybody can come visit me on Poshmark at Paula's Palooza. Paula's Palooza. I like mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You want some good thrift items. <laughs> I thrift shop for you. Well, what do we got on our agenda today? Well, today we're going to talk about how to get over a broken heart. You know, we were kind of thinking about what topic we might want to do. And I guess we should probably face that we've all probably had a broken heart at some time because when you're in relationships throughout life you know some of them break up and when they do even if it's a good reason if it's a bad reason there's a healing process that comes after it and so I think we've all kind of gone through this maybe going through it right now and we dug a little through our information and put together some actually helpful things for what you do whenever you have a broken heart from a relationship or really just any kind of loss mm-hmm yeah, and I definitely would agree with you. Most of us have probably suffered from a broken heart. I know I've broken a few hearts. Have you? I don't know <laughs> that I have ever broken a heart. Before. Um, sarcasm implied. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had anybody walk away from me like, please don't go. It's usually like, please leave. <laughs> Let go of my arm. <laughs> Let go of my leg. Yes, exactly. Now I've had some broken hearts. Yeah. I have definitely had a heart broken or two, some that have been broken to where I never thought it would heal. Mm, yeah, been there as well. Been there as well. So, I mean, we kind of scoured our resources and put together a pretty decent list on how, how to heal and, and some tips and tools. Yep. We should dive into them. Let's do it. I think the most important thing whenever we're doing any kind of healing is give yourself permission to heal. You know, I mean, the best thing you can do for yourself in a situation like this is tell yourself it's okay to feel all the feelings, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. 
I always say honor your feelings like they are valid and I also I just said this to my neighbor the other day like honor your feelings but set a timer you know I think like like put a put a timer on it so that way you can you can feel your feels for 20 30 minutes or an hour but after that like get up and do something Mm -hmm. get up and you know get busy start cleaning something start posh marking something (laughs) get it together yeah don't wallow too long yeah that is a good now did you hear that somewhere or is that yours because we need to make a t-shirt that has your name (laughs) on it like feel your feelings but set a timer yeah joseph massey (laughs) it's mine (laughs) i that's awesome i'm getting my cricket out and making a shirt there we go So the next step is just taking good care of yourself. You know, the pain of a, a relationship is something that, you know, hits us emotionally, hits us physically, can lead to exhaustion, you know, that depression spiral that can kind of happen, um, which, you know, emotional pain and physical pain, they uh, they affect our brain. They affect pretty much everything that we do. So to doing things like stuff that we talk about on a regular basis, like exercising, meditation, you know, making sure that you're eating well, you're getting your proteins in and um, just really kind of taking the time to be conscious of, you know, what you're doing and how you're healing and kind of what that looks like on a on a day to day basis and mm-hmm. just reminding yourself to take care of yourself. Yeah, it is hard when you're in grief to eat. I mean, it's hard for me when I'm grieving, I, I, it's hard for me to sleep and it's hard for me to eat. But I remember, I think back to like when I lost my dad and I was just in pain so much that a little bit after it was over, I physically got sick. Mm-hmm. Like I got a bad, like probably respiratory kind of thing at my face broke out. And then I had laryngitis. I couldn't even talk. And I know it's because I went through all that emotional pain and didn't take care of myself. I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. I, to heck with exercising and meditating. I was just right. like getting dragging myself around. And boy, it does a number on you. Mm-hmm. It definitely does. And I don't know like a solution to when you're when you're feeling that way, other than just to really try to push through and try to. You know, like I said a minute ago, like just allow yourself time to be in it, but literally set a timer if you need to, you know, to just kind of get up and get out of it and do something to distract yourself. Um, You know, distractions can be good and bad, but, you know, hopefully a healthy distraction is something that you can engage in. I have to physically get up, you know, and and get out of my environment sometimes because I can't think my way out of certain situations. I get stuck in it. Yeah. And I know a lot of people want to support you whenever you're hurting. Mm -hmm. And I think the people that love you really do mean it. They they truly mean that they want to help you, but sometimes we don't know what to tell them. And I absolutely loved the suggestion we came up, we came across when we were looking through this. It was that write down what your needs are kind of in a moment of clarity that you have thoughts, you know, write down a list, like how you need to be emotionally supported, but also things like mowing your lawn, getting your groceries, cooking a meal. There are tangible things we need and there are intangible things we need that people who love us really would be happy to do for us when we're going through certain kinds of things in life, but they don't know what Mm -hmm. we need. And this said, 
get a stack of note cards and write one thing down on each card. And so next time someone asks, you know, like, how can I help? What can I do? Give them the pile of cards, give them one out of it or <laughs> ask them to pick and just say, this may be weird, but these are the things that I need done. I would be, I would love some help. And people will actually, I mean, I know if somebody told me like you could do this for me and it would help me, I would be happy to do it. If that meant pick up my dry cleaning, can do you mind bringing me a meal? Can you watch my kids? Because I know when people are going through this kind of pain, they just don't have time physically, mentally for some of those things. And I want to support people and I want to do more than just say, Hey, I'm here for you if you need me, mm -hmm. you know, so I would be more than happy to help somebody, but I don't think people actually know how to say this, these are things that I need and it would help me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I think um, we don't take the time to really sit down and think about what our needs are in those times. Mm -hmm. So you know, getting getting a piece of paper or cards like you suggested and writing that down is is an excellent idea. And I, mm -hmm. I know we've talked about this, like, you know, as people that help other people for a living is so incredibly hard to ask for help. So I think that's that that would be a great tool to have it written down and just be able to say, you know, pick a card, any card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And when I first read that, I was like, that's kind of weird. Like asking mm -hmm. somebody, will you mow my lawn? But to the truth is when I'm going through certain kinds of pain and loss, the last thing I want to do is have to worry about my lawn. But if I have a friend who truly, who is the kind of friend who really wants to do something for me, mm -hmm. I, I just know many of my friends would be happy to do something that simple to give me some relief. I would definitely, you know, pay a lawn guy to come do your yard. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Thank goodness I already have one. It's like when somebody asks me for a ride to the airport, I'll I'll help you with an Uber. But, uh... Where are you? I'll call an Uber right now. <laughs> Order one up for you. <laughs> I can do it with gusto. <laughs> well, the next one kind of ties right into the yard work thing, but, you know, getting outside, getting you know, getting some fresh air, getting out into nature. There's so many incredible places that we can go. You know, Dallas has all these nature preserves around and those have become very popular in the DFW area. There's stuff like that. I'm sure in the, whoever's listening, like in your area, there's absolutely going to be places that you can go and explore, but just taking some time, even if it's just getting out and taking your dog for a walk or, you know, I used to, when I lived um, in apartments, I would go and just, <laughs> silly as this is, but I'd go to the playground sometimes and just like swing because mm -hmm. you just can't be unhappy if you're swinging and something silly like that can be, you know, very uplifting and, and help you kind of shift that mood and that 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 dynamic so just getting outside a couple hours a week you know getting that vitamin d uh -huh. and just really you know utilizing nature to help kind of reset your brain yeah i love walking outside in the grass barefoot like there's just something about feeling the earth and the coolness underneath your feet yeah. you know that that's that's healing yeah and there's research that says just two hours a week outside improves your physical and mental health I mean, two hours. I mean, that's, that's amazing. I just got at one of those trapeze swings um, that's round that you can put in like a tree, like a tree that uh, it's for an adult that you okay. sit or lay in. And I love swinging. I don't know what mm -hmm. it is about swinging, <laughs> but that in a, in, in a hammock, any uh -huh. either of those things 
And I mean, it doesn't blow my whole day up. I just go out there for a little bit. And mm -hmm. I planted a couple of flowers the other day. I picked some weeds. I'm just finding kind of coming off of winter and getting back out into the earth again, you know, out into the mm -hmm. sunlight has just drastically improved my how I feel. I think this time, like with the time just changing also and it being daylight later into the evening like that, that is a huge help for me because, you know, when it gets dark, it's like you don't really have the opportunity to do much. And if you work until six o'clock and it's dark at 630, like it just it's kind of a bummer. So I love this time of year when when we have extra daylight. Me too. I just recommitted to myself. I got out my dry erase marker and wrote four things up on my mirror in my bathroom to remind myself. And one of them was 30 minutes a day outside. Mm. I just, it, it will change. It, it almost changes who I am. I mean, yeah. it's just pretty awesome. Yeah. Another thing we can do when we're healing is fill ourselves with healing information, you know, read some self-help books, listen to some healing podcasts, uh, just seek information that is all about healing rather than pouring yourself into the pain of it, kind of pour yourself into the healing of it. I remember a time in my life, it was a, a shortly after the company you and I worked for closed and my mother also passed away and you had recommended that movie Eat, Pray, Love. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching that and I just cried my eyeballs out. And then I watched it and watched it and watched it and watched it. But there was something really healing about that as weird as, a, as watching a film. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just it was inspiring because the the main character in that movie went through a process of pain and then kind of finding themselves. And I don't know, that was just awesome i also just just read i mean like just mounds of books I, I i read every book i could get my hands on this was back in the day when you still read book books <laughs> mm -hmm. and i read so many books i was reading one or two books a day and i it was unreal but now when i we did, you know, this information, searched for this information. I was like, oh, I guess that that is kind of a thing. I, I just ran into it. I just happened to have the the time to do it. But it mm -hmm. it, it really was a, a, a healing process of just pouring that information into myself. Yeah, that's, I, you know, learning new things and kind of reading opinions and thoughts and, you know, data, I think absolutely is helpful. You know, knowledge is power. Like we say on a regular basis, knowledge leads to a life Let's, that's better. There you go. I read a bunch of Mitch Albom books. He's the one who wrote that um, book, Tuesdays with Maury. Mm -hmm. And uh, his books are, the ones he wrote were pretty like easy reads. That's why I could read a book a day. They weren't, you know, six or 700 pages. But the thing that benefited me so much about those is not only getting information about healing but knowing I wasn't alone that I wasn't the first person to have these feelings I won't be the last it won't be the last time I go through loss but mm -hmm. that I can get through it yeah yeah it's harder it's hard to remember that when you're in the midst of it like it feels like it's the end of the world you're not going to recover this is it you're going to be stuck like this forever you're going to be alone forever uh, like all those self-defeating you know thoughts kick in completely completely yeah. and if it, it yeah. truly feels that way it does
and then you get past it and you look back and go like why why was i such like why did i feel that deeply about that like uh -huh. at the end of the day you yeah. know there are some relationships that you know i've lost before that today i think thank god i lost them mm -hmm. like what was i thinking and i was broken up about them I right. remember one, I was laying on my bathroom floor crying like a heroin addict, giving up heroin. And now I think, what on earth? It was, mm -hmm. what? There was, there was, there wasn't 10% good that was going on in right. that situation. What are you, what were you so upset about? It's just uh, un unreal. Same Z's can definitely identify with that. Well, another really important thing is to make sure that you schedule good activity you know put it on your schedule time every day to do something that makes you feel positive you know something that you know watching a watching a show that makes you laugh journaling you know listening to a podcast that you love um doing something that brings you some kind of joy you know for 30 minutes that's not much you know just set aside 30 minutes to to actually do that and put it literally on your calendar set a reminder so that it pops up and reminds you now is now is the time to laugh now is the time to heal now is the time to you know take a break mm -hmm. and just make it a priority that i keep going back to that time in my mind but that's also i bought like every will and grace uh, episode on dvd and watched mm -hmm. those just watched them con watched them all the way through because oh laugh just because i needed something to for that 22 minutes you know an episode to just get out of my the sadness for a moment and laugh at something really just silly yeah and i know journaling was also on the list of like getting you know doing an activity that's beneficial for you and Back during the, that time in my life, that's when um, I was a really prolific blogger and I did some of the most retrospectively, some of the most intense writing I've ever done in my life back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember reading some of those and they were powerful. Yeah, I think I should, you know, like start blogging again. I still have a blog and I once in a while write something, but I don't have three seconds free these days. So it's hard to take time to blog like that. It's also yeah. not as easy for me to write something prolific whenever I feel pretty good. You know, yeah. I can yeah. write from the depths of despair. Right. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Oh, yeah. Isn't it? But another thing to do if it's really you know, if, if you're feeling it and if you're open to it is to seek professional help, you know, don't avoid your emotions and you can't avoid your emotions, honestly. So seek professional help from somebody that's objective, that'll maybe guide you to the process, through the process. If you need, you may only need a couple of sessions, but professional help is always an option here. Always a good option. Be sure not to numb your pain. You know, a lot of times when we're feeling pain, we look for some way to feel joy, to feel positive, to feel, you know, anything other than what we're feeling in that moment. And so this is when, you know, unhealthy behaviors can kick in, alcoholism, there's all kinds of addictions that can kind of come into play, but not even just an addiction, but just poor choices can mm -hmm. lead to, you know, 
really delaying and numbing that that experience. And when you do that, it really just puts the healing process on hold. It doesn't take it away. It doesn't do anything other than just push it out further and further and further. And so something that, you know, potentially could be a, a month or six months turns into 12 months, 18 months, you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's not necessary. So just blocking out, you know, 15 to 20 minutes a day to let yourself feel the feelings, you know, like we said earlier, set a timer, you know, but feel the feelings because they're there, they're real, they're valid. They're going to pop up throughout the day and you just have to understand that that's just part of the process and there's no getting around it. Yeah. And when you, I think Brene Brown is the one who said it best, you know, you can't selectively numb emotions. If you numb out the pain, you're also going to numb out the joy because you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't just numb out the uncomfortable feelings. You have to numb all of them and you don't, numb them forever ever you actually just kind of exacerbate the pain it's going to come up and it Mm -hmm. usually comes out in some weird way you know it doesn't come out at the thing it comes out at the grocery store at the person that's bagging your grocery wrong (laughs) (laughs) well i bag my own grocery now so i don't know (laughs) i think you could you should get a discount for that i tell you i I could work at a grocery store (laughs) (laughs) Um, be compassionate to yourself too. You know, I mean, treat yourself with love and respect. Don't judge yourself for what you're feeling, what you're going through, because it's not going fast enough. Think about how you treat someone that you loved that was going through something difficult and treat yourself similarly. It's just, it's okay not to be all together for a minute. If you're going through something difficult. Absolutely. Let yourself be a mess if you need to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Part of life. I'm a mess. (laughs) Um, Don't overbook yourself. Don't keep yourself so busy that you fail to leave time for yourself. And that's something that, man, I've definitely struggled with in my life. I don't know about you, but just trying to really distract myself for long periods of time and, you know, making plans and doing things and then not following through with plans or, you know, just being at a point where I've got so much going on that I just physically get exhausted and crash. Mm -hmm. Um, So just understanding that busy is good, but if you're busy to the point that you're avoiding things and, you know, not dealing with things, then that's not a healthy way to be busy. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you're afraid to be quiet, you know, Mm -hmm. what would happen if you were a, a, a quiet for a moment? Yeah. And I I think something that I catch myself saying a lot is that when we don't deal with our emotions, they come out sideways. So it's like it doesn't come out as sadness. It comes out as anger. It doesn't come out as, you know, what it's supposed to be. And I think anger is like our default emotion. So it's something that everybody gets, everybody understands. And I think a lot of times that's how it comes out. Mm-hmm. Like you said, at your bagger or at somebody, you know, driving terribly on the highway or, you know, just something random sets you off. And I think that's from really stuffing feelings and not dealing with them. Completely. And it come out one way or the other. Yeah. So you can either have it come out in a healthy way by dealing with it or let it come out sideways and deal with the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. When you come out sideways too often, you're not going to have a lot of people wanting to mow your lawn. No, <laughs> definitely not. And while you're booking, you know, yourself, while you're making your schedule, schedule time to allow yourself some downtime, you know, some days you might need a little more than you 
had the day before, maybe a little less, just kind of pay attention to yourself and determine day to day what you need. If you need a little more time on your own, if you need a little more time with people, if you need to take an hour off, if you need to walk away, if you need more project, if, if you need just what it is on a day-to-day -day basis of what you need for yourself. And create new things, you know, like if you're used to staying at home on the holidays, book a trip, do something, you know, that you wouldn't normally do to, to kind of break that cycle, um, hang out with friends, you know, don't, don't leave yourself like long periods of time of nothing to do. Like try to, like we just talked about, try to schedule, you know, try to have things in mind, um, plan things with your friends, like a little weekend getaway, like you just mentioned going away with your girlfriends, like that'll be, that'll be a ton of fun and, you know, can be something that really kind of resets our, our way of thinking and kind of helps us kind of reset our, our, our vibe, our energy. But um, those are all things that are going to be, you know, difficult to do because, our instinct when we've done something for so long is to just keep doing that something. But especially when you're dealing with a loss, like if that was an important time in that relationship, it's important to find something, a new, a new, um, what's the word, a new tradition or yeah, a new tradition mm -hmm. to, to put in place. Yeah. Instead of trying to force it to be how it was. Mm hmm. And, and though we've mentioned it before, journaling is, is a something in itself, you know, just don't underestimate how powerful it can be just to put some things down on paper. Mm -hmm. It's so like therapeutic to me to write. Me too. Start a blog. Yeah, there you go. Or a vlog. <laughs> a vlog. <laughs> what was yours? Blah, blah, blog. Or was yeah, that... that's what it was yeah. called. Blah, blah, blog. <laughs> yeah. Funny. <laughs> um, stay Connected to your peers, that's another really important one. Make sure that you um, you get together with your friends and you don't isolate. You know, there's tons of resources. I know here in Dallas, and I don't know if it's a um, if it's just here in Dallas or if it's all over, but like there's a meetup app that you can join that has groups of people that are doing different things like going to museums or and it might be for singles or it might be for divorced couples or, you know, just different, different types of, of groups of people. And it's always... Not always, but a lot of times it's uncomfortable to, you know, do things like that with strangers. But especially if you're going to, say, a divorce group, then you have something in common automatically, you know, so you have to kind of keep that in mind. But just making time for your friends and making time to connect with people. That's I know when I'm feeling down, it's the last thing I want to do is to get together with people and make plans. But it's one of the absolute best things that I can do for myself because mm -hmm. it gets me out of my headspace for a little while. Yeah. And 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 connecting with people that are going through something similar to you, like a divorce group or, or a grief group, uh, like Alcoholics Anonymous is so powerful because it is a group of people who are experiencing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And there's something real unique about a peer group that's going through the same thing or they've gone through the same thing. You can just kind of connect in a way, even if you're strangers that they've they're going through the same thing and it just connects you in a way that can be pretty powerful and they can support you for years down the road and Absolutely. also connect with yourself you know connect with yourself check in with yourself emotionally and and physically with your body every single day don't don't forget yourself and all of it so just a few things to remember your experience is valid like that's such an important thing to remember like no matter 
what the reason the relationship ended was like it's it's, it's important it's it's still something that you're experiencing it's something that you're going through and you don't want to minimize you know what you're experiencing you want to again honor it feel the feelings you know and and get utilize some of these tips and these tools get the support practice some of the stuff that we've talked about and there's not a timeline you know it takes you as long as it takes you to heal everybody's different and we heal at different paces so don't compare yourself to other people or don't think you should be in a different place than you are you're where you are. Yeah, I think that's a hard one too. Like I, I've heard people say like, you know, if you were in a relationship for a year, you grieve a month for every, you know, every year that you were together or, you know, so after a month, you should be good. You should be fine. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who there, came up with that? I, I mean, there are some people that just strike you in a certain way and they impact you in a way that you feel more grief than others. It, mm -hmm. Just how it is. And something else I just like just popped into my head is I was thinking serial daters, serial relationship people and, mm -hmm. you know, jumping from one relationship to the next. And something to kind of remember is that when that relationship ends, which ultimately it will, because you didn't take the time to heal before you got into that new relationship, instead of grieving one relationship, you're now grieving two relationships. And so that's a, a really good example of when we when we distract ourselves too much you know, and try to feel that different feeling that it really can lead to postponing the whole process for a long period of time. Completely. Also, you know, you really can't avoid it. You, the pain is going to come. So feel it when it comes. You, you, you have to feel it eventually. And remember that it comes in waves, like it's going to ebb and flow. And some days will be better than others. Some days will be worse than others. But you know, I always try to tell myself like 24 hours, 24 hours, things are going to look differently. So I just have to get to tomorrow mm -hmm. and things are going to look differently. Things are going to feel differently. And I also try to remind myself that most things are temporary. I can do anything temporarily. So, you know, and, and if, if you can try to recall, like when you're in these times of grief that you've probably been in a similar situation previously and you made it through. And not only did you make it through, but you learned some lessons like you, there was some benefit of that relationship, even though there was a lot of pain, there were things that you learned and try to remember that and recall that if you can, because that will help you, you know, it will remind you that this isn't the end all. This is just something I'm experiencing right now. Exactly. And it's okay not to be okay on some days. And it's okay to be okay some days, <laughs> you know, I think sometimes we think we need to be over it because it's been a month now. And mm -hmm. some days we think, oh, well, we're in this pain. We're in this loss. We can't be happy. That would be wrong to feel happy now. You know, just feel what you feel when you feel right. it, you know, accept where you are, accept how you feel. Yeah. And it's okay to laugh. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel all of it. Completely. Yep. Well, this is really good good stuff. And I, I think um, hopefully, you know, it's all information that really people can benefit, like you said at the beginning, like for any, any relationship, any kind of loss or grief, I think it's um, really helpful tools. I definitely have learned some, some things going through this research. I have too, I, more than I thought I would, because I'm not in a heartbreaking situation at this moment, but I still learned a whole lot.
right? Isn't it great to be like in a normal space in life and like in a healthy relationship? <laughs> it is. I don't know if I've ever been normal, but it's definitely, <laughs> I feel about as normal as I've ever been. Right. As close <laughs> as you can possibly be. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. But you can still come mow my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a service for that. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you've enjoyed this episode and we look forward to the next one. And don't forget that knowledge leads to a life lived better. Thank you for listening to Life Lived Better with Paula and Joseph. 